In this episode of Locked On Capitals, I am joined by Corey Swartz as we talk about the Hershey Bears. What players on the Hershey Bears are slated to make their big slot on the Washington Capitals? And who is going to be on the Washington Capitals in net? Do they have someone in Hershey that could fill that role? We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form. So head on over to YouTube and check that out. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Caps. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, in this edition, I am joined by Corey Swartz of the Hershey Bears Hockey Nation. It's a blog that uh, talks primarily about the Hershey Bears. Corey, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about your blog. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, yeah, my blog is Bears Hockey Nation. Um, I cover you know variety of things, game day previews. Uh, do a lot of stuff over the summer here, talking about you know uh, where the Bears and the Caps are going from here. Do a lot of things, you know, free agency, the draft. Uh, we basically try to cover all things that if you want to see what's going on today with the Hershey Bears, uh, it's your one stop place for it for sure. Yeah, well, thank you so much for joining us. So um, you could say that the Hershey Bears and the Washington Capitals, they didn't get the outcome that they were looking for this season. Uh, The Washington Capitals made another first-round exit, and uh, some of the issues that were kind of glaring was the netminding situation. Ilya Samsonov and Vitek Vanacek, um, kind of the youngest tandem in the NHL, a kind of an unproven commodity. Um, They they weren't enough when the rubber met, met the road. My question for you is that Vitek Vanacek and Ilya Samsonov are both RFAs. So for some strange reason, say both of them walk, which seems highly unlikely, but say it happens. Is there someone in Hershey that's ready to take over that role as a number two netminder? I ultimately think they'll go outside of the organization and get that number one netminder. Who do they have in Hershey that could take over that number two spot? Well, I do agree with you that ultimately I think Washington's going to look externally for a position like that. They talked a number of times about, you know, wanting to get that veteran presence, but they do have goaltenders in Hershey that I think could come up and do an admirable job. I mean, most notably, we've seen him a couple of times here. Zach Fucale, I think, is a guy that when he's hot, he could be a great second goaltender. You know, not the guy that carries, you know, half and half as Samsonov and Vanacek did. Uh, this past season, but he's a, certainly a guy who, you know, we saw him step in and, you know, deliver a shutout in memorable fashion last season. Uh, he's got a lot of the great, you know, skills. Uh, it was kind of an up and down year for him this past season, but, you know, when he's dialed in, he is one of the best goaltenders you can find. It's, it's been a steal of a find uh, by the Washington Capitals 
uh, down in Hershey so far. Uh, looking for a really big year for him um, in coming up in his third season, second full in Hershey. And I think they're going to be turning to uh, Hunter Shepard and goal here to carry a lot of the weight here as well. Uh, when he's been in in Hershey, which wasn't a ton, you know, these last couple of seasons, only a handful of games, you know, the Bears and Caps pipeline has been incredibly well stacked here, I think. Um, you know, those two goaltenders have been, you know, Phoenix Copley and Hunter Shepard carried the real weight of it. But Shepard, to his credit, when he stepped in, you know, was phenomenal. Had a pretty good year despite a lot of struggles down in South Carolina, I think. Uh, definitely a guy that I think the organization is looking to see what he can do uh, coming in on the second year of an NHL deal, I believe, for him. So, you know, there's a lot of great guys. And, you know, there's even great guys that are coming into the system this year that are probably going to be, you know, ECHL mainstays. But lots to be excited about, I think, in the Caps uh, goaltending pipeline as it develops here. I, like I said, I don't think this is a next year, maybe even year after type of situation. But there's a lot of guys that will be stepping up, I think, in the future for them, for sure. So let's talk about Phoenix Copley. Phoenix Copley is a name that's familiar to most any uh, Washington Capitals fan. Uh, he was Braden Holpe's backup there. Um, where do you think he stands with the Washington Capitals and the Hershey Bears? Um, it's got to be kind of tough spot for these netminders that have spent so much time in the AHL. They got to be kind of asking themselves to a certain point, do I have a job here somewhere? What are your thoughts on Phoenix Copley? You cover this team far more than I do. Do you think that Phoenix Copley still has it? Um, my thoughts on it is even if he can find a spot in the Washington Capitals, I would love for him to finally get rewarded and get a job somewhere in the NHL. What are your thoughts on Phoenix Copley? I love cops. You can't say enough good things about him, honestly. I mean, you know, I, I think back to when he earned his 100th professional win during the 2020-2021 season. Um, Spencer Carberry, who was the coach at the time and is now, you know, over in Toronto, you know, he, he went on this, you know, long, you know, tangent about how great of a guy and how great and well-prepared Phoenix Copley is. And, you know, I, I love to go back and, you know, re-listen to the full quote. I remember him saying that, you know, he's one of the most mentally sound goaltenders you'll ever see. He doesn't question his situation. He doesn't, you know, he's not trying to be any more than he is day to day. He comes in and he works hard and, you know, gives it his all. And it shows, I mean, him and Zach Fucale have been one of the league's top tandems of goaltenders for the last couple of seasons. And, you know, for Copley, he was the Bears starter for a reason. I mean, he earned that position and earned that right, I think, a lot of ways, you know, in a sense, after going through some struggles and, you know, seeing himself moved from, you know, Braden Holpe's understudy, as you mentioned earlier, to, you know, coming back to Hershey after Samsonov and Vanacek, you know, kind of took the reins there in a lot of ways. And, you know, it's just been an absolute professional. I know everybody in Hershey really loves him. Um, I know he's unrestricted this season or this summer coming up here. And, you know, with the amount of goaltenders in the pipeline, it's it's hard to say where the future is for him in a lot of ways, if the Capitals will keep him on or, you know, if they really want to let, you know, seemingly Hunter Shepard have the reins here. Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, we really won't know until free agency hits and a decision's made there. Honestly, I'd love to see him come back. Uh, one of my favorite guys to watch in Hershey is he's been here for, you know, a number of years and one of the longest tenured guys I can think of in terms of, you know, amount of years and length of time here. And Hey, we go back to 2016, 17 a lot. I think if Copley doesn't get hurt back then in the Providence mm -hmm. series, Hershey very well could have won a Calder cup that season. He was that big and that important to the bears back then he's been that important to us for a long time. So 
I love him. I really like to see him get a shot in the NHL somewhere. I know goaltending positions are, of course, at a uh, you know premium right now. Lots of goaltenders, you know, guys are in situations like Washington where they want to have that veteran guy or that veteran answer. But um, you know, Copley's a guy that's earned it in my mind for sure to get that opportunity. Yeah, it just seems kind of unfortunate. It seemed like he got kind of lost in the shuffle there uh, when he was Braden Holtby's backup and then Philip Grubauer was in there and it just seemed like he kind of disappeared from the limelight. So that's the way that I'm looking at it is ultimately I am pro Phoenix Copley and whether it's on the Washington Capitals or another team, I wish him nothing but the best. But the Hershey Bears have a long history of having really great goaltending. If you think of Michael Neuverth and Braden Holtby, uh, they just always seem to have a really uh, good knack for picking good uh, goaltenders. Another uh, netminder that they signed was uh, Clay Stevenson, I believe is his name. Um, uh, do you know much about him? I know that they signed him, what, a few months ago. He's another prospect that is in the Washington Capitals pipeline. Where do, where do the Capitals stand with him? It's interesting you say that because it was kind of a, a surprise pickup in a sense where it was one of those out of the college ranks that, you know, the Capitals seem to really pursue. And, you know, in my mind, with the amount of goaltenders in the pipeline, I like to see him get a kind of shot, just kind of like how Hunter Shepard has been. Uh, I think that, you know, Shepard and Fukale have earned the right to be the one two tandem if Copley indeed, you know, moves on and the Capitals don't pursue him and he doesn't come back to Hershey. But Stevenson, in my mind, is going to be the first call-up guy, most likely, if that ends up being the case. And, you know, the Capitals have a very interesting situation. They currently have six goaltenders, well, two RFAs and, you know, four guys in the depth line um, alongside, I think it's Gavin Bjorklund's the other goaltender uh, Washington signed earlier this, um, before the season ended. You know, all four of those guys are going to be guys that are going to be competing for time. It's not there's no going to be no shortage of, you know, opportunity in that respect. And it's rare that it's that deep. But, you know, as you said earlier, I think Alex Westland does a great job with all the goaltenders in Washington system. Um, you know, he's probably helped the reason for a lot of these guys, Shepard, Fucale, Copley, in, you know, so, dating back to a number of the guys. Even you mentioned he's been here for a long time. and He's been a great reason towards you know, Hershey and Washington enjoying so much goaltending success over the years, for sure. All right. So we're coming up on the end of the segment here. I want your reaction. Which netminder should the Washington Capitals go with going forward? Should they go with Ilya Samsonov or Vitek Vanacek if they have to pick one? Because I think that ultimately that's what they're going to do. I don't think they'll have both of them come back. Who do you think they should go with? Oh, man, this is such a hard question for me because I love both of those guys so much. They were our tandem back in the 2018-19 season when the Bears, you know, bounced back to beat the Bridgeport Sound Tigers in the first round back then. And, you know, I love them both. I, I honestly think that it's probably going to be Ilya Samsonov. I think he showed more flashes of being that goaltender they picked. You know, anytime you pick a goaltender as high as Ilya Samsonov did in the draft, you want to see his development through as long as you can. And, um, you know, Vitek Vancek, you know, they could easily, I think it's a coin flip, honestly. You could either go the, easily either of those two guys as they've both shown flashes. And, you know, in my mind for a long time, Vitek Vancek was the stronger of the two of them at times. But, you know, I think Samsonov's really coming around and I just don't see them take a chance on seeing Samsonov oppose them someday and, you know, become like how other goaltenders have you know, moved on from their initial team and, you know, really turned their careers around, you know, in the vein of like the Sergei Bobrovsky's and goaltenders along those lines as well, for sure. 
Yeah, one of the things that J.J. Regan said that was interesting is he said, just because Ilya Samsonov is having a rough go of it at this particular time doesn't mean that Vitek Vanacek is a starter in the NHL. It's just kind of the lesser of two evils. So, all right, so after the break here, we are going to talk about two uh, big players in the Hershey Bears organization, two prospects, if you will. We'll talk about that after the break. BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite teams and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, welcome back to this edition of Locked On Capitals. I am joined with Corey Swartz, um, and we're talking a little Hershey Bears hockey today and two players that I'm really, really excited about. I was reading your article. Uh, I've heard them around uh, the Washington Capitals organization is Bear Hughes and Benton Mass. Bear Hughes, a uh, forward, a center, and uh, Benton Mass um, is a defenseman. Why don't you tell uh, our listeners and viewers a little bit about those two players. Yeah, absolutely. So Bear Hughes and Benton Mass, Mass made his AHL debut tail end of the season for the Bears as a as an amateur tryout. But both of them were former Capitals draft picks. Um, you know, turning professional, their junior careers are behind them here. Um, you know, in the in the minors, I believe Mass was a college signing. As I go back on it here a little bit, and uh, Hughes obviously played in the you know the Canadian hockey league there. So in their ranks as well. And both of them surprisingly were not signed by the capitals. Instead were signed to AHL contracts by the bears, which I found a little fascinating. I think both of them have great potential. I mean, bear Hughes, you know, he made a really good push to become captain of the Spokane chiefs um, halfway through their season here in juniors, um, you know, really smart, really effective guy down low. He scores a lot of goals for, you know, he really stepped up. He earned the captaincy, as we said earlier. Um, you know, just a lot to be excited about. I think he has a lot of potential. He's grown fast. And, you know, that includes a detour down in, you know, um, in the COVID season where, unfortunately, some of the junior leagues were impacted and weren't able to have their seasons. And Benton Mess, I mean, he's he looked great. I mean, I've seen some college clips of him blocking some shots. There's some great clips on YouTube of him absolutely selling out to make some big plays, you know, with or without a stick. Um, you know, he seems to be the guy that, you know, is willing to lay it all in the line and, you know, he can, he's can hurt you in a variety of ways. And it was impressive to me, especially, I mean, I know it's a one game end of the season type of uh, sample size we're looking at, but when he made his debut there, they were playing the Syracuse crunch, one of the tougher teams in the AHL, uh, you know, down a couple of key guys, Lucas Johansson and Cody Franson both missed that game. If I remember correctly, and, you know, Benton Mass steps in there and he really, I know he you know, finished with an even stat line, but he did not look out of place there in the slightest. He looked very comfortable, um, you know, just as good for a defenseman as you'd want to see in his first AHL game. So it was very, to me, I was thinking to myself, I hope they really bring this guy on and give him a chance. I'd like to see him get a look as, you know, 
a depth defenseman or potentially even more for the Bears here next season. So I'm excited to see what he brings, especially with the, you know, some changes on the blue line here, especially with Alex Alexiev uh, looking like he's going to miss the start of the season after that surgery. Uh, it intrigues me to see who the organization really has in mind to take on that extra ice time, at least in his absence. Because Alexiev is just such a, a key player. I know there's a lot of chatter about him not getting quite his offensive numbers, but he is a rock back there for the Bears. And, you know, really think he's going to be making his NHL debut sooner rather than later, for sure. Yeah, so it's always exciting to see the this new blood, uh, you know, these future players as we can talk about this. Washington Capitals team is one of the oldest uh, rosters uh, in the NHL. Uh, and Bear Hughes, this was from Elite uh, Prospects. The most exciting part of Bear's game is that he's well a bear on the puck. Strength allows him to win battles from disadvantaged positions and shrug off checks. He keeps the puck across the hips, putting weight over the stick and making him tricky. Um, with pressure bearing down, he integrates lookoffs and changes of pace to misdirect defenders. So, um, kind of some really great accolades for Bear Hughes. Um, how far away do you think we are from from these players being, you know, contenders uh, in the NHL? I know they're still a ways away, but if I'm, I'm asking you your thoughts on it, how many years away do you think we are from seeing a Bear Hughes uh, in the NHL Washington Capitals organization playing on the big team? Well, I mean, I think it could be sooner rather than later. I know he got his first taste of, you know, playing in Capitals development camp um, prior to the start of last season. And his, I remember reading that his big takeaway was that he wanted to get bigger and add some size and, you know, add a little bit more to his game and just how skilled and, you know, excellent those guys are in that camp. And I think it'll take him some time. I mean, it, you may be looking at a player kind of like Nathan Walker in a sense is, you know, kind of a guy that comes to mind in comparison where it took Walker a good couple of years down in Hershey and really elevating his, his play and his role while he was down in Hershey there. I mean, he went from kind of being on the outside looking in to getting drafted by the Capitals um, to, you know, becoming a really key player, you know, 2015, 16, 16, 17, and then leading up to making his debut in the NHL there a bit. And, you know, we know how it went. He had that key assist in game six against Pittsburgh, uh, being inserted in the lineup there for the first time. You know, one I, I could picture it being a story similar to that, where, you know, he's seems like he has all the, the makings to be a beloved player in Hershey. And, you know, one of those guys where, I mean, how perfect is it to have a guy named Bear Hughes being a Hershey Bear? I mean, the, the story, the script just writes itself. So, um, you know, I, I think it's going to be sooner rather than later. And I think the Capitals are going to have their eye on him to, you know, step up. And it's one of those players where I think it's one of the most exciting potential ads the bears could have this summer possibly. And it's one of those guys I'm going to be keeping an eye on him big time all season long. Yeah. It's just exciting to see about that uh, because, you know, uh, as time goes on, a lot of these players, you take a look at Nick Backstrom, for example, there's more rumblings out there hearing from medical professionals that there's a good chance he may never return to hockey again. Uh, that's kind of a scary thought, but that's why we have to have our eyes to the future. Uh, Shane Gersich is another one. Um, I'm not really sure what happened to him. A few years ago, it seemed like he was poised to be joining the Washington Capitals, and I thought he was here to stay, and he seemed to kind of lose favor somehow. Let, let us in a little bit on what went wrong in his career. It seems like something went wrong because for a while there, it seemed like his trajectory was to be a part of the Washington Capitals. What, where, where did things go wrong with him? 
Well, I think it was more of a developmental step. I, I think he really did take a big step forward this past season in a lot of ways. I think the you know ups and downs of the COVID season, I would like to see him get a shot there at some point, just because I think his game's been steadily improving, but not in leaps and bounds, quite like you've seen some of these other guys. Like, you know, I know we've seen Brett Leeson kind of go up and make an immediate impact there and, you know, get his first goal. And, you know, I agree with you. I think that Gersich seemed like he was poised to, you know, almost skip Hershey entirely at one point there uh, towards the time the Capitals were winning the Stanley cup and things along that line. And he came to Hershey and kind of never really got that opportunity, but you know, to his credit, I think that Washington wanted him to be a, you know, depth scorer type of thing. I think they looked, you know, saw that spinorama goal he had in college and some of those mm-hmm. bigger, you know, plays that he made in those times. Whereas in Hershey, he's really been just a strong two way guy. I mean, he, you know, kills penalties, you know, very strong two ways, just not didn't just didn't have an explosive offensive season in my mind that, you know, the likes of Brian Pinho, um, you know, you even look at guys like Connor McMichael that, you know, kind of came down here and found success. And, you know, Pinho is a guy that had a 20 goal season and, you know, that really opened the Capitals eyes towards him. You know, he made the playoff, you know, playoff team later on in the bubble, uh, try to make an impact there. Um, just didn't seem like Gersich grabbed their eyes quite like some of those guys have over the years. And, you know, it's a shame because I'd like to see him get one more year. I mean, he shattered his career numbers in the AHL this past season. Um, you know, he was a really key player. I, I would say probably from, you know, December through a good chunk of February there, he was potting goals and, you know, finding a lot of success and it did taper off a little bit there towards, uh, you know, February, March and later stages in April when the bears were really having some of those personnel issues. But it seemed like, you know, for a little bit, you saw the flashes of that guy that I think the Capitals were looking for, and it just didn't quite um, come about that way. And he just didn't get that opportunity. I'm not sure if they were looking for a certain role with him maybe, or, you know, there's something more than meets the eye there a little bit, but um, it's a shame really. Cause I think he's been growing really well. I'd love to see him get another contract to try to see if he can't work his way up to that kind of role there for sure. Yeah. Cause he is an unrestricted free agent. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Both him and Brian Pinho are uh, among the key players alongside Phoenix Copley for Hershey that are unrestricted this, this summer for sure. And uh, Gersich uh, uh, played college hockey in North Dakota, if memory serves, right? Yeah, that's that hockey factory out there. (laughs) All right, so after the break here, we are going to continue to talk with Corey Swartz. We're going to talk about what players he thinks um, are going to be ready for primetime next year and who is going to fill in for Tom Wilson. We'll talk about that next. All right, welcome back to this edition of Locked On Capitals. In this edition, I'm joined with Corey Swartz as we're talking a little Hershey Bears and Washington Capitals. So let's start there. What player on the Hershey Bears roster, as we know, Tom Wilson, uh, the best case scenario, won't be back until December. If they call on Hershey, what player do you think is ready to fill that role? Well, I got two names for you, and they were both signed to new contracts last week. Brett Leeson, Beck Malenstein. Uh, Leeson is a guy, in my mind, that they'll probably go to first, at least. They seem to like him for a similar body type you know, being a big bodied right winger type of thing, even though he hasn't filled in necessarily one-to-one for Tom Wilson, but when Wilson's been out, they seem to have gone to him. But I also like Beck Malenstein because he plays a more similar style of hockey to, um, to Wilson's where it's a real in your face, hard hitting, heavy kind of game 
that, you know, I think he's found a lot of success. You know, obviously, I don't think he was called upon as much. I know he was up in the NHL level for a little bit last season, but he was coming off of an injury and a surgery that really, you know, it wiped out an entire season for him, which is why he's a, you know, he needed a new contract this year, not last year. It was that that was allowed to roll over, I think, uh, because of missing that full season. But he's a guy in my mind that he just plays that similar style. He gets to the dirty areas. He pots a lot of rebounds, deflections, um, those types of goals. You know, he has that upside. I think that, you know, he's still working on getting a lot out of him. Leeson's a guy where, you know, he only gets better, I think, really. Um, you know, crash the crease guy, you know, big body. He's also got a very deceptively good shot in my mind as well that he's been working on uh, in his time in Hershey. And, you know, hey, he scored that huge goal for the Bears during their, you know, short-lived playoff round against Wilkes-Barre where they completed that dramatic comeback to tie that game late. And, you know, fortunately, the overtime didn't go Hershey's way. But, uh, you know, he's a guy where I think that if you have a complete Hershey Bears lineup, which, of course, we really didn't have a lot last year, um, he's one of those guys where he thrives in those situations. He's, you know, one of those guys you want to have on the ice in the key roles there. So, you know, I think if, you know, it's almost like if you took Tom Wilson and split him into two players, I think, you know, you get a Beck Malenstein and a Brett Leeson. Neither of them can replace Tom Wilson fully just because he's such a unique player and, you know, beloved in the Capitals organization for good reason. But they're guys that bring a lot of his elements. And, you know, I remember when Beck Malenstein was younger, they said he remind, you know, they remind him of a young Tom Wilson. So, you know, both those guys have that going for them, I think, in a lot of ways. Yeah, I saw it. it uh, there was all these pictures of Tom Wilson. Um, I think that uh, it was recently like 10 years ago or whatever it was that he's been in the league. And uh, he was a much smaller man back then. Uh, I mean, like a lot of these guys, they kind of bulk up and kind of grow into that role. Um, and I mean, if you think about Tom Wilson around the league, he's revered as kind of just like this goon, this tough guy. But he's a legitimate goal scorer, gets 20 plus goals. Uh, so those are some big shoes to fill. Um, but going forward here, um, what players uh, on the Hershey Bears do you think are ready to have their breakout year? You know, they're going to break through and they're going to go past uh, the Bears and, and ma- they're ready for their big shot on, on the Washington Capitals. We've talked about, you know, there's Leeson and Protus, um, Hendricks, LaPierre. They all had their opportunity. Of those players, who do you think is poised to have a breakout year? Well, I think there's two guys that stick out in my mind that, you know, they're kind of there already, but it was you know, circumstances kind of hampered them a little bit. And those are Joe Snively and Axel Janssen Fialbi. Snively, I mean, there were times in Hershey last year where we were saying, all right, you know, looking at your watch, when are the Capitals going to recall Joe Snively? He was phenomenal. You know, it, it broke my heart to see him go when he did just because, you know, he was such an integral part to Hershey's success. But, you know, he earned it. He was, you know, head and shoulders. I, you know, genuinely, whatever he did last between season prior and last season keep working on it man because he, he was fantastic i mean everything he touched you know turned to gold every puck that he shot went in you know every opportunity he capitalized on there were just some plays i remember in particular one it was a shorthanded goal he scored on wilkes bear where he stole the puck at his own blue line and just skated in and you know just left the penguins in the dust never seen the penguins so you know far behind trailing a guy and just cut in and scored. And it was just, it was brilliant. So I think he's been fantastic. And, you know, he was showing flashes of that carrying over to Washington prior to his injury, which, you know, sent him back and was disappointing. And, you know, same goes for Axel. I mean, he's a great guy. He's, you know, 
just like Joe Snively, when both Snively and Axel were recalled, you know, you could just tell the Bears lost that burning speed because the two of them just absolutely bring that. They make everybody faster, really. Um, I had the honor of seeing him score an overtime game-winning goal against Wilkes-Barre in Wilkes-Barre, my first trip up there last season. And, you know, he's just one of those guys. He's all over the place, always wants the puck on his stick. You know, the biggest thing was that he had his the speed, but, you know, they were kind of looking for the shot and some of those other skills to kind of catch up for it. And they did, I think, this past season. And, you know, obviously some of the cap restrictions and, you know, using waivers and those sorts of things kind of handcuffed Axel to the bench and, you know, um, being a black ace, you know, kind of sitting out a little bit in a sense towards the end of the last season. But he's a guy that I think, you know, if you're going to be missing Carl Haglin for any stretch, which, you know, I think that's kind of up in the air at this point as well. I hope he's okay, but you know, they're similar players. I'd like to see Axel get a little bit of a higher opportunity just because I think that he's a guy that thrives with, a little bit of a higher role and some more ice time. Again, the Capitals are shaping their roster, you know, in a way we haven't seen in a long time this summer. So, I mean, I think there's a good potential that it's going to look, have a different look to it, but I'd like to see Axel get that shot just because he's had that, you know, so many good breakout opportunities in Hershey that I think that he's earned it in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's just one of those things that uh, it's often said is that this Washington Capitals team needs to get younger. It's a faster league, but they always seem to kind of put that off. And we've talked about many different players tonight that are ready for their chance. They're like, put me in coach. I'm ready to play. And a lot of the players that we talked about are either on the cusp or or are ready uh, to do that. So, Corey, why don't you tell everyone here uh, where we can find your work uh, for our audio listeners here um, so we can check out your work. Yeah, absolutely. You can follow me on Twitter at CSWA11 or at HBH Nation blog over on Twitter. Um, a lot of those, you know, I, I cover both the Bears on both pages there, but, you know, HBH Nation's a little bit more Bears central. It's where all the articles will appear at. Uh, on my personal, I've been covering the Calder Cup finals a little bit more, some of the other AHL action that's going around there recently. And, you know, you get a good mix on both there for sure. And the website for it is bearshockeynation.wordpress.com. Or you'll see my work appeal appear on Field Pass Hockey. I've been contributing a lot for the Springfield Thunderbirds there this uh, this spring here on the playoffs there. Uh, so that's at FPH Hockey over on uh, over on Twitter and the website as well for sure. Yeah, and everyone make sure and check out uh, that webpage I was on on there before I uh, do, was doing this podcast tonight. And there's just a ton of information on the Hershey Bears, what's going on, what big players are coming up. So everyone uh, head on over and check that out. Corey, thank you so much for joining me tonight. You're a wealth of knowledge when it comes to the Hershey Bears and hockey in general. And uh, we'd love to have you on again sometime. Anytime you'd like to have me, I'd be happy to join you. I had a lot of fun and I appreciate you having me on. Thank you very much. All right. Well, thank you once again for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, and I'll talk to you again next time.